Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidate Interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Kathy Johnson, and I would like to introduce David Hofford, running for Alder Person from District 13. As we begin, I'd like you to give an opening statement as to your educational, vocational, and civic experience you have, which qualifies you for this office and why you're running for Alder. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here and get to talk to all your viewers. Uh, I'm a native Madisonian. I grew up uh, on the west side of Madison. I went to the University of Wisconsin. Uh, and really, with the exception of graduate school, I've spent my entire life in this city. Uh, and that's really why I'm running. I'm running because this is my hometown, and I love it. Uh, Madison is changing. Madison is changing in a lot of wonderful ways. And we have to make sure that we manage that change uh, in a way that um, keeps it wonderful and keeps it livable, keeps it accessible. Uh, and so I'd love to be a part of that. I have a graduate degree in public policy from Stanford University. And four of the last five years, I have served as the president of a neighborhood association here in Madison. I was uh, our, our first house was on Old Sauk Road, and I was president of the Parkwood Hills Community Association for two years, and now I'm, I'm in my second year of being the president of the Dudgeon Monroe Neighborhood Association. So I have, um, have I've built up some experience of getting familiar with the kinds of issues that my neighbors are concerned about, um, but also how do you effectively advocate for those concerns at the city level. And I'd love to be able to do that for a broader uh, set of people. Through that work, I've also established a pretty clear reputation. Um, I'm not the first one to take a side on an issue. I don't have a sound bite ready to go. I'm the one who listens and who gathers diverse perspectives, who reaches out to people who maybe weren't in the room when the issue first came up. And I really try to find creative, collaborative solutions that honor all perspectives. I've had a lot of success uh, in that, with that strategy. I, I hope we'll talk about that some through the questions. Um, but I'm really proud of the fact that I've been able to, on some issues that really could have divided my neighborhood, bring people together. Uh, and that's, that's what I look for when I vote uh, in these elections, and I'd love to offer that to voters now. Lack of affordable housing and the pressure it brings to the issue of homelessness is a chronic problem that Madison cannot seem to get ahead of. What new ideas can you advance to help address this issue? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely think that affordable housing and maybe just affordability more generally uh, is the most pressing issue facing Madison right now. Uh, in, in 2018, the average rent in Madison was more than 33% of a first-year teacher's income. We are literally pricing out our teachers at this point. Uh, in 2019, already just this month, Lutheran Social Services announced that they're no longer resettling refugees in Madison, not because of what Trump is saying on any given day, because they can't find affordable housing. I mean, this is a real crisis at this point. Um, I've got a few ideas. It is a tough problem. Uh, we're coming up now on the end of our five-year pledge to build 1,000 affordable units, uh, and I would like to renew that. We've been funding that with $4.5 million. Uh, I want to increase that to $6 million. That really would just keep up with the increasing cost of construction. It would allow us to keep the current pace. Um, 
I know some people are calling for more than $6 million. I actually think that at some point you start to get diminishing returns on that since the whole point of that fund is to get uh, tax credits from the federal government. Um, we, so, so I want to make sure that we optimize that fund, but don't put more in when we could put it other places as well. I'm also very supportive of the Housing First model. Um, actually, District 13 includes the third proposed site for Heartland, uh, and I would like to find a way to see that project go forward. Okay, um, yeah. we need to move on. Thank you. There has been discussion of the policies and procedures of the Madison Police Department. What is your perspective on whether any changes are needed in ways Madison police operate in our community? Yeah, thank you for that question. And, and I, think, I think it's an important question, and I think it's a question that um, deserves to be discussed civilly on both sides. It doesn't need to be an attack on police to talk about how police might improve. And I do think there's areas for improvement. I read the OIR report. Uh, and I was surprised to learn that um, some of the recommendations were simply, please keep track of what your officers are doing and you know, daily logs so that we can measure, are we actually implementing the policies that we do have in terms of progressive policing and community policing? Um, so I think at a bare minimum, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a data guy. I like to make decisions based on data. Uh, and so if we have an absence of data, it, it hamstrings your ability to, to make those important decisions. So I would like to see, I'd like to see um, the, the, the logs and data improved. I'd like to uh, always promote transparency. And I think we can do things like that, again, without implying that the police are wrong or bad, but saying that, that we're all going to benefit from this kind of transparency. On a similar line, uh, I am mostly supportive of body cameras. I've actually spoken to some police officers who say, yeah, we want body cameras too. We think we're doing a good job. We want people to know that we're doing a good job. Uh, and so that could be kind of a win-win and protect people through transparency. Now, there are, there are uh, details that have to be worked out in terms of public records requests, and I don't want to make light of that. I think body cameras is an example of the kind of thing that we should figure out how to make happen for the sake of transparency. What other public safety issues or issues do you believe are most pressing that need the attention of the city council? You said public safety issues? Public safety okay. issues. Um, I mean, I do, th I do think um, it's not just anecdotal. There is an increase in crime right now uh, in the city. Um, it's, we're still a very safe city, and it's a wonderful place to be. But I do think that it's a good opportunity to not only focus on enforcement of crime, uh, but also focus on, on um, what are the root causes of crime and what can we be doing as a city to make sure that everybody has economic opportunity, everybody has safety and security, uh, which I think, um, you know, if we can provide those basic services for all of our residents, they're not going to resort to crime. Uh, and we can, we can um, focus on the social justice aspect in addition to the enforcement aspect. I think public safety would also count in terms of the flooding that we experienced on August 20th. I know my, my wife and one-year-old son and I couldn't get back to our house that night. We slept in somebody else's basement because all the roads were flooded. Um, climate change is here. It is real. And it's time to continue combating it but also adapt to it. Uh, the engine, city engineering has some good plans in terms of upgrading our infrastructure, and I very much would like to... Uh, fully fund those plans quickly uh, 
so that we can make sure that the city remains safe in that way as well. Many residents perceive Madison to be a divided city, one in which people of color are less likely to thrive than our whites. Do you share this perception? And if so, what might you propose to address the division? Yeah, I mean, there's no question that Madison has a problem with racial equity. Um, it's embarrassing. It's, I mean, again, I was born in this city over 30 years ago. It was a problem then. Uh, and and it's, it's really unfortunate that we have such a proud liberal um, tradition in this city, and yet we haven't um, made more progress on that issue. Now, I don't, I mean, it's the term divided is interesting. I don't think we're divided in terms of wanting to do something about it, but we are certainly divided in the outcomes that people experience. Um, I think that, again, we have to go back to affordability. Uh, we have to go back to economic opportunity, job training. Uh, you know, if, if, if we can genuinely give people an equal opportunity to succeed, that's the most important thing there. And the police reform is also part of that as well. What do you believe is the specific issue of most concern to the residents of your district, and how do you want to work on solving it? Certainly my district um, lately has been having a lot of discussion about uh, Edgewood High School's desire to build, uh, well, actually build is probably not quite the right term, to improve their athletic field uh, with lights and sound and, and seating. Uh, and this, I mean, this has really divided the neighborhood. I actually think it's a good example of why we need leadership that listens to everybody and finds creative, collaborative solutions. In the Edgewood thing, communication has broken down. Uh, and, and when you're just, you know, shouting talking points back and forth, you don't make any real progress. Um, I really believe that um, if we reset and have that conversation, there are creative solutions lurking even on that one. I've heard a lot of people tell me that if West High School could also share in the use of the field, that would make a big difference for them. So I, I haven't given up on that one yet. Which council committees do you believe you should serve on and why? I am very interested in serving on a transportation-related committee, and there's a few of those. Uh, I'm not sure whether, uh, whether the, the Transportation Planning Board or the other transportation ones would be a better fit, but I uh, have a background, actually, I'm, I'm a mechanical engineer who worked on self-driving cars. So I'm very interested in transportation. I'm also very interested in the Plan Commission. Uh, District 13 is especially heavy in terms of development proposals. Uh, and I think it would be a good fit for me to be able to be a part of that planning process as well. What one or two personal qualities do you have that will make you the best representative on the city council for your district residents? Wow, I have to talk about me. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, I think that, that um, again, the fact that I really take the time to listen uh, and not just listen to what people are literally saying in terms of the sound waves coming out of their mouth, but listen to kind of what, what's going on behind the comment. Try to ask that really important clarifying question and go deeper. And I make the time for that. Again, um, I often don't take a stand on a contentious issue right away 
Because once you take a stand, people aren't honest with you about what they think. And if you stay open to all perspectives, you learn more and you're able to make a better decision. So I think listening is a really big one. The other one I would say is humor. Um, We've got a lot of uh, important opportunities and challenges facing Madison. And we can get really self-serious about it, or we can remember to relax and enjoy each other and, and work together positively. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? Well, I, again, thank you for taking the time to, uh, to watch, and I am excited to have been with you. You know, I want to leave you with an example um, of my work as the president of the Dutch Monroe Neighborhood Association. There was a recent uh, five-story building that's now getting built that recently got approved. Um, it was a good example. It's on Spooner and Monroe, for those who are wondering what I'm talking about. It's a good example of what that collaborative process can look like. We had a good process. We had many iterative changes. Today, both the developer of that project and the immediate neighbor who was really opposed to it are supporting me. Um, you know, completely opposite perspectives on that issue, they appreciated the process that I led, and, and I think that would be a good example of what I hope to achieve on the City Council. I want to thank David Hufford for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us. Yeah.